Welcome to HR in the Car with Miriam Duchesne and Tom Shin of Alant Workforce Solutions, where exciting HR professionals and business leaders share laughter, insider stories, and maybe even a few tears about HR in today's world. Buckle up for the best half hour of your week. So, Miriam, I think I met this next guest probably right before the pandemic, and he was, it seems like he was just getting his start, but boy, he's kind of run through this whole area by storm. I didn't meet him until the pandemic. I happened to meet one of his salespeople on a virtual networking call, and I was like, hey, now, I need to learn more about Trent and Tech Valley Shuttle and what this guy's got going on. And yeah, I think I think he's taken the place by storm in an amazing way. And um, I can't wait for everybody to hear what he had to say about him and his business and how he's moving forward. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to HR in the Car from Alant Workforce Solutions. I'm Tom here with Miriam. And today's guest, we've got Trent, who's the CEO of uh, Tech Valley Shuttle and GB Logistics. So we're excited to have you here today, Trent. My first question to do is explaining your story. How did you get here today? Um, ironic, uh, given the name of the show and what I do, um, I, I drive, we drive people, we're in uh, logistics, so uh, I drove here today. But in all reality, to get here today, it was definitely been an interesting path. You know, I feel like I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur forever since I was young. Um, it was in my spirit. Um, had a couple of detours along the way, some including incarceration as a youth, but Basically, through my experience in the hotel industry, working my way up from driving their shuttle to general manager is what gave birth to my shuttle company, originally wanting it to be a shuttle for the hotel world. So that's kind of what got us into the door. And today we're more of a community-based transportation supplier and doing a lot around the region to help tackle food insecurities, to tackle reduce recidivism rates, uh, rate of return to prisons, uh, helping individuals and the homeless, as well as in individuals who are battling addictions. And I think just all of the community-based stuff that we do mixed with having a really good product is what got me here today. So Trent, one of the things that I know about you and your business is the service that's provided to people who do not have transportation to get to work and how you partner with those individuals or their employers. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I think that it's getting more popularity. People are learning about it, but I still actually think it's probably a, a little bit of a best kept secret here in the region. So we call that our Driven to Work program. Okay. And um, essentially it's a program in which we, we used to do b to but we realize it's more beneficial if we do B2B with it. So Mm -hmm. we really focus on partnering with organizations. It starts with education on commuter benefits. Our whole premise is we want to help organizations take the dreaded question of, do you have reliable transportation off their applications? Amen. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we know how how that affects ultimately people in underserved communities. The more companies we can eliminate that, the more people we know have access to employment. So I obviously were in the employment business. And when I started my career, we did every level of industrial-based staffing, office clerical. And that was a question that really prohibited us hiring people that we really wanted to hire for Mm -hmm. different jobs because they didn't have the reliable transportation 
checkbox. And I had said to one of your salespeople a couple of months ago, I was like, I wish I'd known about this 10 years ago. Uh, hey. <laughs> you know, our business has evolved and changed. Correct. But one thing that I always keep in the back of my mind and when I'm talking with my recruiters is do not let that be an impediment. Because mm-hmm. if you know somebody who needs that, you need to tell me so we can talk, call you. Mm. and try to get that worked out. So I think that's really, really important. It it is. I mean, and that's the whole mission of the Driven to Work program. That's the mission of it. So we can help employers remove that question. And so, I mean, like you said, it's definitely picked up a lot of steam. Um, COVID, I think, played a huge part of that, the great resignation. But we're seeing that and we're able to show studies support that our product is helping companies recruit better, retain their employees, as well as take away that barrier for others. So I love it. Yeah, I'd look at that as create a path to success for people. Mm. If you can Mm. help them as the Jerry Maguire syndrome, right? Help me help you. If you help them be successful, they're more motivated, they're more energized, they're more likely to be where they're supposed to be. The person who's gonna flake off is still gonna flake off. But if I've eliminated that one critical checkpoint, I mean, are there numbers? Do you have an idea of how many folks you've affected over the last couple of years, let's say since the pandemic is for mm. helping these companies get people to work? We told them we weren't going to throw them any curveballs. Where's your numbers? <laughs> I can say it's, 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 undoubtedly in the hundreds of over hundreds of people. I know we've helped like, um, what was Hannaford? We helped them scale up and employ 40 people in a month's time. We've helped FedEx scale up during their peak season in the same ways, Walmart. So we're hopeful that we it scales into the tens of thousands. That's outstanding. Now, I also recall that in some of those hires, the individuals that needed the assistance might be what we would call second chance employees, people who have been through the justice system and are now trying to right the ship, mm-hmm. you know, make something out of their lives. I mean, I know that's a personal, I don't want to say a project of yours, but it's important to you. Mm-hmm. And I know that you, you're practicing what you preach. So can you talk to us a little bit more about one, how you go about doing it mm-hmm. and just obstacles and barriers that maybe you've had to overcome that other employers might be interested in learning about so that they can stop shutting down and maybe start opening up? It's a passion of mine because it's something, it's like lived experience, I would say, even more so than passion because it's something I've been through. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be able to have been on both sides of the fence and be in a position where now I could create opportunities through that experience, I would say that some of the biggest obstacles that I found is there's a lot of individuals who have gone to prison and who lack soft skills, Mm -hmm. many of which, including myself, I never had a real job as an adult before I went to prison. So post-prison, I had to learn that that world and that space. And I find that there's so many individuals who are the same way who might have got incarcerated in their youth and it became a cycle. So they've never had long-term jobs or even a real job. Mm-hmm. That's something that we keep front of mind and we offer a lot of soft skill training. Okay. We make that a part of our onboard and our culture there is, hey, we actually welcome people to make mistakes because we don't look at them as mistakes, but more so opportunities for learning and coaching. And we set the standard from day one as to the expectation, what what we expect from each member of the team, what our mission is, why it's so important, what they do. We really try to sell the why to the team mm-hmm. in hopes of them getting it, being more productive and understanding how much impact they're having. 
And then lastly, I would say is on top of the why and all of those things, we actually have weekly trainings. So everybody on the staff, every single Friday, by Friday is due whatever that their trainings that they were for the week. And so we have a calendar of trainings. Every single member of the team has to go through it. And that allows us to really help individuals, especially in that space who might need help with a lot of those soft skills. Let's go back one step though. (laughs) What outreach do you do to even tap into that applicant pool before they're in your organization? It's really word of mouth. Okay. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. really word of mouth. I would say a big portion of I've been so transparent with my story since I've been introduced to the business world. Like I kind of led with my story. And so through that, like you were saying, people now see he didn't just lead with a story, but he's walking it. And so now I think I'm almost like front of mind when people have someone that they think, hey, this is an awesome person, made a a, a bad mistake and they just need an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think people just naturally kind of think of us at this point. That's great. One of the pieces that I've talked about in my family was that second chance notion. We can't expect people to make different choices if we don't set them up for those opportunities. And so we have folks that come out of a system, minor, major, regardless. We wanna integrate these folks and give them an opportunity, but no, you can't work here, you can't work here, you can't go there. What's your message to those employers? It's 2022. The old way, the old system we know is broken. So. Are we going to continue to do the broken habits? Or are we going to uh, really focus on change and not just speaking it, but living in the space of change and thinking outside of the box? Right. I love that. Obviously, being in the staffing realm, we've seen a lot. I can I remember folks telling me they came out and they'd done the worst of the worst. And to some extent, you're thrown aback. But then you talk to other folks, they made a mistake. They're 17, mm-hmm. 16. Mm-hmm. We use the term in our HR world, young and dumb. Were you young and dumb and you did something? Okay, let's move past it. Right. But you know, to have an opportunity to have organizations like yours, you know, I'm sure other organizations, and that's part of our message here, is try and share some of those success points. What can they do? If you had to pick one or two things to advise some of these organizations, shift what you're doing, here's the first step. What would that look like? I think the first step, in my opinion, is just being open. I think it starts with that. A lot of people are just closed-minded, and if someone went to jail, you're a bad person, and that's what we've been conditioned to think. Instead of, yes, I made a mistake, doesn't necessarily make me a bad person. And like you said, there's nobody who, who hasn't made mistakes, and especially in our youth. And so I just think first is just being open, get, being willing to give someone an opportunity because I can tell you from being that person that all I needed was an opportunity to show. And there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who literally just need an opportunity. What would you, so if you are talking, so we've talked about the employer side of it. And I mean, it was funny because in my brain, I'm like, just open your damn mind, right? Right. Have a different mindset. Let's get out of the habits of the past Mm -hmm. that we know are frankly bad. They're just bad. Mm -hmm. They're stupid, they're dumb, and they're bad. (laughs) Because too many people worry about risk and liability, and I'm not saying don't worry about those things, but if you do it right, it's not an issue. Correct. And you can get bonded. For those employers out there, you can get bonded by bringing in individuals who have a criminal record and you are protected in that way. There's tax incentives. There's all sort of things that 
employers can benefit big time by helping out someone who's been formerly incarcerated and give them a shot. Again, it's the system is broke. Like let's right. let's think a little different outside they of the box. They hear that word felony. Correct. Yeah. And pff, the right. wall goes up yes. right away. I can't yep. consider anything else because we haven't done it that way before. Yes. So I can never do that way again. Yeah. Correct. But for years, I know the Department of Labor folks would shout from the rooftops, bonded, 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 mm-hmm. we do yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And no one mm-hmm. wants to listen. Correct. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're bringing that up because it is a valuable tool. It's a valuable resource. And I know that the candidates coming through that pool are given some education on those fronts. And I, I love that you were talking about how you provide that opportunity for training and give them some of those soft skills because you're right. If, if not you, who? Who? We have something in our organization called One Way In, Two Ways Out. And basically it's if someone comes in as an entry level, class E driver, our goal is to at least by the time you leave, if nothing else, help you get your commercial driver's license. Mm-hmm. And let's say you came in as a class E driver. Hey, maybe we could help you learn some sales skills. Like we always want individuals to leave better than when they came with us. And my goal and the team's goal is to build individuals up. You know, it's so interesting and I love that because there's another pandemic happening in the employment world and that's the flight risk. We don't want to hire somebody because they're not going to stay that Mm -hmm. long, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're like, I want you to be better and maybe it will be that you get better here and you go on and you continue to advance your life, your career, which, oh, by the way, is a rollover domino effect to our entire community and everyone else in it. So I love that you think that way because I don't think a lot of employers, employers are just, or hiring managers are just like, I need this job Mm -hmm. done. I want someone that I can make sure they're doing this job for 10 years. And that's just not feasible anymore. And why would you want to do that to somebody? And we like to look at our team as our customer, right? Mm -hmm. And so before we even touch a customer, our first customer is our team. And if we're not in tune with our customer, that being our team as what their goals are, what they're looking to do and achieve in life and being willing to help them do that. Like you said, odds are they'll be here for as long as this is good for them and then they're gone. But when you actually have skin in the game and show that you care and have concern for for your team, I find that they're willing to do almost anything for you. Absolutely. And that's what you want in a team, and that's the buy-in you need to continue to grow and be a successful organization. And But I think it has to come down to it's not just dollars and cents, but also humanity and really just caring for people on your team. Be a good human. This is is like my new tagline. I've been saying this more and more on networking events and in just different circumstances because all of this stuff comes down to being a good freaking human. I agree. I agree. (laughs) It's simple as that. Come on. Simple as that. It's not hard, people. Agree. Agree. What would you tell someone on the flip side? So the prospective employee that has a past and, you know, for whatever reason, they probably have their own demons about their past. They have to overcome that. Mm. Plus they have to go out there and put Mm. themselves out there to get that job. What advice would you give to them? Own it. I led with my story. I lead with my story. I say own it. If you know you have a, a felony when you come in there, let that be the, the first thing you get off the, right off the rip. Like, own it. Hey, I made a mistake. I'm not making a, any excuses for it. I own it. I did my time I, or whatever it looks like, mm-hmm. and I'm past that, and now I'm ready to do this. But I say own it. Don't, don't tiptoe around it. Don't be scared. The sooner you own it, the sooner that is no longer really a thing. Yeah, I've seen over the years, folks are afraid. They're afraid to bring it up because they don't want to be ruled out. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be judged. Mm -hmm. 
there's an embarrassment piece to it 100%. for some of them. 100%. Now, mind you, I've had discussions with one some that have said, oh, I've got this in my past. And then you do your due diligence. Yes, that's there. And then there's four others. Right, true, 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 <laughs> true, 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 true. And that happens. Selective right? honesty. Right. So, Selective and they honesty. felt, well, I told you. I'm like, yeah, you did, but you left the, you the other pieces. Right? Yeah, yeah, yep. But, you know, I, I love that. You put it out there. Just you know, me. I've always had the best conversations with folks that have come to me and just be honest, Correct. I'll tell you what I can do. I'll tell you where I can suggest you go for what employers will be able to do. Correct. You know, who has a history of being able to help you get off the ground, get you into successful situations. Mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely. So my question to you, I was, I was watching a, a reel. Yes, I watch reels. Mm-hmm. You get sucked into these things. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Social media is, is addicting. It really it is. is. I don't know what they're, what they're putting on that screen, but it's like... It's MSG. It's like MSG, MSG know, yes, for your yes, brain. Yes, it's bad. Yes, but go ahead, yes, Tom. Yes. So I was watching this naval officer. She was writing a message to herself. Hey, 2010 self, you did it. Mm. You had those days where you got there and you cried and you fell apart and you felt mm. like quitting. What's your message to your younger self? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Man, that's a good one. My message to my younger self would be, I like that. Hey, you did it um, or, or you're doing it. Uh, you're going to do it. The message to my younger self is have confidence, have utmost confidence in what you do. I would say to my younger self, um, I feel like I was always a leader. Everyone used to always say I was mature for my age, but now I look back at it. I think I was more, that was more my leadership that they recognized and they just didn't see it at that, that point. Mm-hmm. So I would tell my younger self to continue to lead. Lead by example, lead the charge, don't be afraid. I would tell my younger self, just like I tell everyone, you have greatness in you. You just have to find it and pull it out. I would tell my younger self that sky's not even the limit. There really is no limits. And take it as far as you can. You only get one shot at this thing. And I will probably just tell my long- younger self, you're going to have four kids. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's Uh-oh. a warning message, right? <laughs> right. Warning, danger, danger. Right. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. So I have a question for you. And, um, you know, I just first thank you so much for joining us today. I I love our conversation, Mm -hmm. but diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in the workplace is the trendy thing, Mm -hmm. but it's also a topic of conversation. And even locally, a lot of businesses, the Capital Region Chamber and all these other places, they're talking about it a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good because I I think we need to talk about it and we need to squirm in our seats when we hear people's Mm -hmm. stories. And, but because I'm going to learn from you and you're going to learn from me and vice versa. But, you know, knowing that only 1% of Fortune 500 companies, CEOs in this country are African-American, what would be a piece of advice you would give somebody who is striving to become successful in the business world? One, it's 2022. We need to change that metric. I would tell them that. I believe right now entrepreneurship is like, again, a hot topic, just like mm-hmm. just like diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, I think a lot of people are running towards entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them that that change is coming and you can be a part of that change. And then I would also highlight, though, there are a lot of one to three percent percentages just in general. So you can always either be with the pack or you can be the one outside of the pack. And I would encourage people to to be outside of the pack as much as possible. So even though that it might seem obtainable, unattainable, once again, all things are obtainable if you're willing to put the work in, if you're willing to strategize, if you're willing to execute. And I would tell 
anyone join that one percent be a part of that one percent but hopefully that number scales up and it becomes a larger percentage so that that would kind of be my advice I, I look at numbers like that and it's still uh it doesn't sit well with me like i hate hearing stuff like that but we have the opportunity to change it and i'll just use an example in the capital region, there's never been a, a black-owned company that's been nominated as one of the best places to work. Soon as I found that out, that became, for me, a goal. We're going to try to change that. And it might not happen this year, it might not happen next year, but I can assure you we're going to change that, and then that will no longer just be the status quo. Um, mm -hmm. Now people will know it's obtainable. And so that same with that 1%. You can be that one Fortune 500 or that one, that top 1% if you're willing to really put the work in if you really believe. And I think a big portion of that definitely comes down to belief because a lot of people say they want certain things, but I don't think internally they truly believe that they can do it. And it has to become something that you know you can do. It's very similar to, not the same, but in the same direction of you have to take a step in that direction in order to get where you're going. So in, in order to get to 1%, you had to be at half. In order Correct. to get to 2%, you have to be at what? So there's a progression. You can't be in the swimming pool unless your toe's in the water. That's right. I love it. I love it. You love it. Can't be in the swimming pool unless your toe's in the water. And it's true. It's true. It's perfect. So roadside assistance toolkit. Mm. This is HR in the car. Mm. What's your go-to tool that's in your roadside, metaphoric roadside assistance toolkit. Now it could be actually not metaphoric in your case because right. you're, <laughs> right. you're in really the transportation, transportation in, right? industry, but. Um, hmm, that is a great question. You know what? My mental health. Mm. That's my go-to and assuring that I always have a clean headspace. I'm able to think. I'm able to digest what's going on. I'm able to take in new information, taint it. And I know that comes from being in a good space mentally. And so I would say my go-to is definitely my mental health and making sure I'm making time for myself just so that I'm constantly able to show up the best form of me. I'm absolutely in love with you right now. Just want you to know that. <laughs> don't tell Adam. Yeah, don't tell my husband, but he would he would get it. Yeah, yeah, my friend. <laughs> very good, very good. I agree. I think that's fantastic. And I love that you talked about it mm. because I think, again, another topic that needs to be talked about mm -hmm. a lot more is our mental health and how it, we can't be good for our companies. We can't be good for our employees. We can't be good for our family if we aren't good to ourselves first. Agreed. Agreed. And I would, that would be probably another 20 minute conversation of what Trent does to help in that. <laughs> right. But, um, but even just putting that out there and saying, you know, this is important. I really appreciate you being so wonderful with us and mm -hmm. honest with us. <laughs> and um, will you come back again? 100%. 100%. We'd love to come back again. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to just come and chit chat and hang out with you guys. So, well, you're doing you. amazing things. And I'm so proud of your success. And thank you for everything you're doing in our community. Mm -hmm. It's being noticed and it's making a difference. So thank, thank you. you. You know, the, the thought of second chances to many folks doesn't exist. And I'm so glad we were able to have Trent share his story. I really like how he sat there and you saw the gears turning in his head for us here in the mm -hmm. studio when we talked about the message to the younger self. You know, he's just going back and it wasn't, let me fix this and let me fix that, but it's the future focus. Think about the things you could do. 
I, th- I thought that was really telling. There's so many things that I agree with Trent and what he's doing and what he's saying publicly. And, you know, when he talked about employers changing their mindset, like what's the secret sauce? There is no secret sauce. Open your minds and look at the possibilities of everyone around us. Just again, I'll scream that from the rooftops, be a good human and open your mind to the possibilities of others. So I loved today's session and I'm so glad he joined us. And I think my favorite part is when he answered the toolkit question. He didn't go to a wrench, he didn't go to a hammer, he went right to mental health. And how poignant is that over these last few years that that's the first go-to piece, center yourself, you know, kind of that love yourself before you can love others. Absolutely. And it just, it sets the tone that you've got to pay attention and be in the right mindset. You know, the first thing that I was thinking is never respond to the angry email, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and that rings true when, when you talk about those things. So it was fantastic to have him. For those of you listening for the first time, come back to alot.com and pick up more podcast episodes from HR in the car. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.